0: Episode 137 of the Park on Adventurers, which dictates that it's my turn to do the intro. My name is Scott Trickett, and I am your co host. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't skip out, I said. You can't skip out on it this time. Last time you got a whole other co host just to avoid well, I having did. to do the intro for one episode.
0: So it's been like a month since I've had to do this. So excuse me if I'm a bit rusty. <laughs> but, well, that's um, your sir. Hmm. yep. Um, but welcome. Melissa Erbacher.
1: Thank you, Scott Trickett.
0: Now, we are the Parkrun Adventurers, so I always like to talk about Parkrun, but I want to talk about my adventures first up, because I think you've got a tale to tell about yours this week. Oh, so yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> I might have to get you to be a bit of a counsellor on a couch. I, I need to pull up a couch and just work through my issues about okay. my experience. So maybe we'll just – let's just go to some light-hearted – happy experiences first and yes let's please hear about your parkrun adventure.
0: Okay well I uh, as mentioned uh, last week I was heading back out to Point Cook it's a parkrun I've been to a couple of times before but haven't been for a number of years and this was an event that started roughly around the same time that Westerfolds did so it has a lot of um, similar history been around for about five years so they were doing their 250th event so there was a lot of familiar feels going on out there there was lots of people that were very familiar with each other you could tell there were lots of um members of uh, local running clubs that were obviously have been created out of that parkrun event we've got the point cook runners i'd be curious i should have asked actually if they existed pre parkrun um we had a couple of locals celebrating their 200th run and they kindly donated, um Maxine and Sean kindly donated a PB bell, quite to the surprise of the event team. And it was it was a bit weird. So um, the event director, Craig, got up, did his run briefing. Great. Very welcoming. Wears a purple suit. Mel gets like in um, costume. all
1: the time or full, just when?
0: Yeah. I think just when he's run director, he um, dons the full purple or aubergine suit.
1: I love it. Sounds awesome. Yeah.
0: Looks good. Looks stylish. And you, you'd, you'd think it would be hard to pull it off. But uh, kudos to Craig. He manages to do it. So does his um, pre-event brief. All good. And then Maxine and Sean get up and do a little speech. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a bit, I'm not sure. It's
1: not usual. <laughs> it doesn't
0: Not Sticking to, to script. Yeah. Um, but they were really good. They, they just briefly said, um, we, we love parkrun. We love getting around. They're real parkrun adventurers. They've done every parkrun here in Victoria. So they're statesmen. And then they um, pulled out this bag and said, we want to donate this gift to Parkrun, to Point Cook Parkrun, because it's our home and, and we've seen it at other events and it works really well. And so they'd made up this PB bell that was all on brand, <laughs> which was which was great. And um, it was a really nice touch. So
1: I want to know about this bell. Is it one of those like counter ones that you ding, 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 or is it one with a, a handle that you have to pick up and like shake?
0: No, 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 it's mounted on a bit of board, so you have to, it sits there on full display and then you'd have to go over and give it a big ring. I didn't, because I didn't PB.
1: Far out, That's um, that sounds like a very involved bell.
0: Yeah, it's really nicely done. It was a nice touch. Um, so yeah, I, we Yvonne and I continued our um, bad parenting behaviour, so Kasha has got a sore foot, but we made her do a kilometre out. And then, so I ran for four kilometres, and then walked back the last kilometre uh, with Kasia. So we did a sort of that tandem swap over. So has still got a four k park run. I got a four k park run and a one k walk on Saturday.
1: Okay, she's got a sore
2: foot.
0: She did. She, she hurt herself um, at uh, the run for the Fieries. Um the event from previous week that the Westerfoldians won for the fourth time. Got all the trophies. Yep. Even though they um, were no trophies. <laughs>
1: but did she hurt herself last week because she was trying to um, uh, defend her title because she'd won she, her Yeah,
0: she did. So she day rolled day her ankle. Oh. Yeah, she rolled her ankle early on. But as a true Westerfoldian warrior. Still finished. She pushed on, finished. And we know we worked out. She did a 27-minute 5K at that event, wow. which would absolutely obliterate her parkrun PB. <laughs> and so I'm trying to work out, like, what is it? that makes her run 27 minutes by herself in a fun run, but she can't get anywhere near 30 minutes at parkrun running with her parents.
1: it's a race, Scotty.
0: It is. It's, it's a is.
1: race, it's not a run. And parkrun's a run or a walk.
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting. So she's going to turn 11 next year. So she has the opportunity to run by herself. It's, it's going to be interesting to see if she wants to. And if she does, she'll drop her mum. <laughs> um, but she'll be nipping on my heels pretty soon, I imagine. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Uh, but why, we did have one fail.
1: Okay. Well,
0: remember, I'm trying to get my mother-in-law to come.
1: Oh, no.
0: Didn't come. Yeah. So this is Why not? Uh, well, she wasn't feeling well. Okay. Um, but this this is strike two. Well, I'm not going to say strike. That's a bit harsh. But we've made two attempts to come over to the west. And, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, she went the first time, didn't she?
0: She did. She did, but she's missed the next two.
1: Oh, okay. So it's
0: a work in progress, that. It's Look, those are
1: still, uh, I think, you know, one in three isn't bad.
0: So that was my park run day. Okay. How was yours?
1: Well, it wasn't a park run day, as it turns out. It was a, uh, oh. where do I start, Scotty? Where do I start? <laughs> so many emotions. Yeah, I have been up and down on a roller coaster all week. And you know what? I actually handled it really well on Saturday and and thought, "Oh, you know, th- these things happen," but then just it's just stuck with me. And it's just I've probably been overthinking it about it and just yeah. Okay, so I need you to help me get some closure, to talk it out. To just move on from the travesty that was my last. It was supposed to be my parkrun birthday, Scotty. It was yes. supposed to be my birthday.
0: Not all, not all birth- birthdays go to plan. <sighs> Sometimes right. they're just crap.
1: So this is what happened. On Friday, we fly to Hobart from Queensland. And we stay the night in Hobart. There's a few different events in Hobart. There was uh, talks about the fact that um, one of the events would be cancelled because um, of the access, like the actual road access getting there, um, was being the highway was being closed off due to bridge works. The government or whatever are building a new bridge. However, that got cancelled. The highway works got cancelled because of the forecasted high winds. Like cyclonic source of high winds where it was going to be too dangerous to operate the cranes to put the new pylons in or whatever they're doing for the bridge. So that got cancelled, which meant, yay, Parkrun was back on. (laughs) That should have been the indicator number one. Uh, The flight, even coming into Hobart for about the last 20 minutes of the flight, we had shocking um, turbulence, Uh, And it was all to do with those high winds, I imagine. Um, I was physically sick by the time we landed. Wes (laughs) didn't want to be on Adam's lap, so he had to be in my lap. And you know how when you think you're going to vomit, like your temperature rises and you get this extra saliva Mm. in the mouth and everything. And I was so hot. And then I've got this 10 kilo bag of heat just like clutching to me. and. To stop him from having difficulties with the turbulence, I had to do this little bouncy, him bouncing on my lap like he's riding a horse and sing him a song. And I was doing that for 20 minutes. And so I was overheating as well and just felt absolutely awful by the time we landed. And then, of course, gale force winds all throughout Hobart um, the night before. But we checked the website, we checked the, the Facebook page. Jeeveston is a 50-minute drive south of Hobart and they didn't seem to be having any of those sorts of issues down there. So they're like, yep, yep, we're all good, we're going ahead, um, which was a relief um, because we thought, okay, well, maybe the weather isn't amazing up here and the wind even kept us up during the night, on the Friday night quite a bit. Um, but we didn't have any trouble getting up early enough. Um to go obviously the event doesn't start till 9am down there and we also had gained an hour from Queensland or no we hadn't we had sort of been we lost an hour because we had to get up an hour earlier fortunately however Wes has been training us for the last six weeks on daylight savings time and we've been getting up between 4.30 and 5am anyway <laughs> so we're starting to get quite used to that um, no problem Got in the car, did our drive down, the weather was shocking on the drive down. Gale Force winds, lots of rain and we're like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Chepstow's 15 minutes away. It's, you know, just the rain might stop in five minutes or 10 minutes. It might stop five minutes or 10 minutes away from Jeevston. Rain itself doesn't usually stop a park run. It'll be fine. What we didn't do was uh, actively check the Facebook page while we were in the car. Um, Not sure how much of a difference it would have made, but when we arrived at Jeeveston, there were no flags. There were a couple of people over underneath the shelter. It actually, and I should point out that about five minutes outside of Jeeveston, the rain stopped and there was a rainbow and brilliant blue sky and everything was good with the world. Uh, We literally drove underneath the rainbow coming into town. So it was like, oh, this is okay. This is okay. We don't have to worry about the fact that we're bad parents and Wes hasn't got any kind of um, rainproof protection over the travel pram that we use. And I was thinking, oh, can I rip up one of those shopping plastic shopping bags and drape it over his legs just to stop the water getting through his blanket and all these sorts of MacGyver type things that you think I'm not not doing this run because it's bad weather and my son (laughs) is going to get exposed to it. Um, Turns out, taken out of my hands. The event was cancelled, which many of our listeners will already have been aware of because they may have seen my Strava Freedom Run on Saturday morning. Um, We got there about 25 minutes before it was due to start, but we were still an hour away from the closest parkrun, so there was no chance we were going to get to another one. And other events in um, in Hobart had already been cancelled anyway because they were having similar issues. Can't fault the team, can't blame the team at all. They cancelled because of safety concerns with the high winds. There's a lot, and um, Parkrun runs along like a creek that's got a lot of uh, very well-established uh, eucalypt trees, which are known for dropping very big, heavy branches in these sorts of circumstances and so it was for the safety of the participants that they decided to cancel. Um, They were very kind though and they still explained the course to us and in amongst all their cautions (laughs) to not do it um, they still explained it myself and Adam and three other people two of whom were from Queensland as well and another gentleman who had driven down from Hobart we all did a freedom run of the course so but no credit for me no compass club for me
0: so i want to i want to I go back so describe the feeling you you anti- you must be anticipating it on the drive down that this is not looking good you arrive and it's deserted there's no flags Is your immediate thought to check your watch and curtail back to Hobart and try and make a park run there?
1: No, not really, because we knew how far away we were and we were actually told all the other events in in Hobart had been cancelled. There were two that actually did go ahead, but yeah, trying trying to get back there, it would have been dangerous. Um, I mean, you certainly couldn't speed. We would have got there too late. I'm not uh, finishing courses in any kind of time at the moment where I would have potentially overtaken a tail walker. So if we even, you know, if we'd started half an hour late somewhere else, there's no chance I would have caught the tail walker. So yeah, it, it, that didn't really enter my mind. It was, uh, uh, the, the feeling with the driving down, you know, because of the post on Friday night and because I'm just, I think the, well, I can't say the the ever optimist because <laughs> I have not been very optimistic this week. Um, I just always assume I never look at at weather forecasts and things like that. Like if I'm planning on climbing a mountain on a weekend or on a day or whatever, and it might be weeks and weeks in advance, even the day before, even the morning, I don't bother looking at forecasts. I just assume that because I have made this plan, everything is going to be sunshine and roses and perfect. And like 99% of the time it is. So I guess that's, you know, my own experience. I've never been to an event that's been cancelled due to the weather before. Um, Even on the Sunshine Coast, like we have cancelled the events ourselves um, a couple of times during like cyclonic weather and things like that. But I've never... I guess, you know, travelled elsewhere and I guess it it just depends on the planning. Like literally months ago when we planned the trip, I actually got in contact with a couple of the event ambassadors um, in Tassie and asked them did they know for starters whether or not there were any planned cancellations because I know lots of places have local festivals and things and they know ahead of time if something's going to be cancelled. And then I asked what the likelihood was of it cancelling due to weather. Like was it one of those events that's um likely to flood? Does it cancel frequently because the course gets inundated with water or, or other kind of um environmental things like that. So this is the most planning I've ever done with any of that sort of thing. I looked, I mean obviously Jeeveson hasn't been running. Has Jeeveston been running for a year? I think I, I – no, I, I looked at some other events sort of roughly this time of the year last year in Hobart to see whether or not there'd been any cancellations and what the weather forecasts were generally like in November and whether or not it was like – it's not like it's peak rainy season or peak any kind of season, you know, it's just a middle-of-the-range type season. So, you know, I did my due diligence in that respect and I that might have been one of my faults because um, potentially – like, I've, I've travelled all these other places and just blind luck, you know, have managed to miss um, annual cancellations by one week and I wouldn't have known any better, <laughs> you know. I could have just made it that week. So, I guess it's one of those experiences where over time you do check more things but, yeah, even, even oh. if I had sat – in the car with Facebook refreshing the page, refreshing the page, just to make sure that they hadn't cancelled. I don't think I would have had time to turn around from where we were to drive back and get a park run in anyway. And the whole point was we went there for our compass points. And this was really devastating because Adam, Adam would also have become a big become became he would have become a navigator too Um, we would have been the first two that I'm aware of to have become a navigator and he that just dawned on him on the drive there so for the first time he got excited about it you know (laughs) he comes along on my my crazy adventures so often many times dragged not always willingly but he comes along and for the first time he's like That's actually really cool. And so when we got there and it was cancelled and he was disappointed and I was disappointed and it was just like,
0: oh. Okay. So let's look at the positives. Um, There's a
1: fabulous place in town to have breakfast post-park run. If you're ever in Jeeveston, uh, I think Adam rated it as the best post-park run breakfast he's ever had, even though it wasn't post-park run. Mine was good too. That's
0: That's good. Uh, No new event on the most events list. So that's a positive. Uh, Tasmania, I hear, is... Oh, sorry. Sorry, we're we're talking about you now. (laughs) Um, So... The thing is, that puts more
1: pressure on the rest of my year as well. (laughs) So, that's two goals under jeopardy of my New Year's goal. Well, for starters, that's one just not going to happen. You know, there's no way I'm getting back to Tasmania by the end of this year to to become a navigator. So, boom, there's one of my New Year's goals just done, gone,
0: Mm. dusted. Mm. But I hear it's a nice place. Like, I've never been.
1: It's very pretty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Weather's great.
1: The weather was not amazing. Um okay. the, only, the only redeeming um, quality about the weather for the whole of the weekend that we were away is that it actually snowed on Mount Wellington. <laughs> I kid you not. November and it's – There stopped. you go. And this was where we, we managed – like we were driving back from Jeeveston and Adam's like, is that snow? Is there white on top of Mount Wellington, is that actual snow? And I said, I think it is. And so we decided to take a drive up just to check. And, of course, the high-speed winds were still ridiculous and the temperature was, like, negative 10 or something stupid. And Adam's in his running shorts, Queensland weather style, was we didn't take any s- shoes with him because in Queensland he wears, like, thongs if he wears hmm. shoes. Otherwise, he just goes barefoot everywhere. But we had socks, but they got wet at parkrun so he had no socks so parents of the year you think you're bad sending your daughter around a course with a sore foot I got my 17 month old son out of a car and made him sit and have photos taken in the snow with no shoes or socks <laughs> on and nothing but a singlet t-shirt and hoodie and his shorts so it's no, um, okay
0: <laughs> Mel he's not going to remember if I know anything about my years of parenting they don't remember this time but you've always got the photo now <laughs>
1: yes. Well, look, and and this is the one the one thing that you know. I told Adam, no, no, you and Wes stay in the car because Adam said, "How about I go build a snowman, and then we'll all get out, and we'll we'll have a photo taken with the snowman." And I said, "Well, you can't do that because you're going to have to carry Wes," um, and you're going to have freezing hands. So I had to get out and build the little snowman to take the photo with so that Adam didn't freeze Wes. But he wasn't, Wes was not particularly happy about the situation. We got a a slight smirky smile, I think, out of him in the photos. But it was, that was fun. It was fun. It was fun being crazy in the cold and making a snowman and taking a photo with our son. Um, So that was probably the highlight of the weekend.
0: Great. The the flight back, was that good? Did you see a good movie?
1: Uh, no, I'm I'm reading I'm reading a new book actually.
0: Ooh, why would you be reading a new book?
1: Because we've got a bit of a special guest coming on the show next week who happens to write some book type things. Um and um, I, yeah, I'm reading some of his work at the
0: moment. That's a good idea. Speaking of special guests, Mel. Let's go to ours for this week. Thanks for that recap. Um, How did I go as counselling? People tell me I'm a good listener. I didn't say much. I was listening. (laughs) You were
1: listening. Uh, Yeah, I don't know whether or not, maybe I just feel better for talking about it. I don't know. I've got some learnings. Before we go, before we go to our special guest for this week, I've got some learnings and that is check the Facebook page a lot and another learning is maybe don't, make it I don't know so important because it, it it felt like a really important weekend I didn't even get cake for my birthday Scotty I went yeah. to the, the local bakery and none of the cakes were blowing my skirt up so I was supposed to have one cake for me and one cake for Nicola and happy birthday for last week Nicola I think your park run day was better than mine um yeah so yes uh, somebody mentioned maybe okay. we should join a club, we should create a club for people who travel long distances and have their events cancelled. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I know anyone who's going to want to be in that club.
0: Um, <laughs> hey, well, Schultze, we know Shultzy, um made it all the way to Doomagy in the early days and then they cancelled. Yeah, but he's still so got park to...
1: Parkrun in the next day. They cancelled yeah, the day did. before, so he had some notice. I think I outdo you, Schultze.
0: Mm, you I might on I... this occasion <laughs>
1: But learnings, yes, just just keep up to date with the Facebook pages. It might save you a lot of grief.
0: We're always learning. We all know the Parkrun is for walkers. We welcome walkers. We embrace walkers. So this week on the pod, we're going to have a chat to one of our fastest walkers, if that's a thing. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers, Dane Bird-Smith.
2: Hey, g'day, guys. Yeah, good to be on here. It's, um, yeah, usually known for my walking around the place, but, um, yeah, touch up with a park run occasionally as well.
0: We're going to get to that. So for our listeners who don't know you, who you are, you're our best. You're an Olympian. You've won a bronze medal at Rio. Um, you're getting ready for your next event over in Portugal. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, so, um, yeah, going... Listing off the career, yeah, bronze medal in the Rio Olympics, um, Commonwealth Games gold mm-hmm. champ, gold medal, and uh, Commonwealth record there. So, um, yeah, things have been things have been going really well. And at the mm-hmm. moment, I'm in a little bit of downtime, which is great. Um, I've had some time to do a little bit of running um, before I head across to Portugal for two weeks, and um, yeah, and that'll kind of wrap up the 2018 season for me.
1: So, as part of your training for the walking you also run or you just do that for your own you know interest and enjoyment
2: um no basically since um since probably lead up into rio i haven't actually done basically any running at all um potentially maybe one jog or run each month um it's only been in this last couple weeks last four weeks or so i've had some real downtime from the race walking just to Kind of chill out, wind down the two thousand and eighteen season, and um, that's when I just got in touch with uh, two other blokes from Brisbane and just um, yeah got into a little bit of running shape
0: so let's go there first, um Dane, so you went along to park run on the weekend, um, you had a couple of your teammates training mates in tow, and you ran a really decent time, but managed to finish third so you're a quick walker, but you're also a damn quick runner as well fifteen twenty one I do believe was your time
2: yeah, yeah, so um yeah just as i said in this downtime i've quit with these other runners and you know um i did a 1500 meter classic that week with them and ran a 354 so um so that was pretty handy and then i just went back into regular training um they didn't really tell me that they were going to have a crack at this at a park run record on the weekend and i got invited the night before went along and they absolutely crushed it but um yeah, they, they left me behind in the last K cause I, I think the legs were still a little bit dead from, um, a couple of sessions I had earlier yet the day before. Um, yeah, it's, it was, it was really fun just getting in amongst some park run and, uh, having these two guys to run around with and have kind of a real challenge against my, um, I, I can step onto the start line in, in anywhere in the world and. You know that in race walking, I'm probably going to be one, two or three. Whereas I step on the line for a run, it's totally unknown. I've got no idea. It's, it's really exciting. I, I've really enjoyed it.
1: So a whole bunch of our listeners either tripped over their shoes or fell off their chairs when you said you, you hadn't been running and then you just pulled out a 15 minute odd run at a park run <laughs> last weekend. Race walking <laughs> obviously keeps you in really good fitness. Can you sort of explain, for the people who don't really know, and I'm not sure I fully know, what what is the difference between race walking and running? Because I'm sure you must be walking faster than I run.
2: Yeah, so um, it's always been really fun to kind of mix up in the fun runs and the park runs with some race walking because it really shows the general public just how quickly we go. Um, so obviously the technique with race walking is landing on a straightened knee uh, with your lee leg, and landing that lead leg before the trail leg comes off the ground. So kind of keeping that contact phase. Um, obviously, this is judged by judges throughout the race. There's no judges in a park run, but I can say that um, I think it was at the start of 2018, I did a park run up in Malulabar and I actually race-walked it, and I walked in 18.46 for the 5K. So it was pretty quick as well, and I took out a lot of runners that day, um, you can you could say maybe I wasn't so welcome to come back to that park run as a race walk but um (laughs) but it was really good fun and it's um yeah it's something that really kind of boggles the mind when you see just how fast I can go it's you know it's sub four minute k's at at over a 5k distance it's maybe 355s 352s it's pretty quick did you win on
0: that occasion date
2: Oh, no, no. There were a handful of really, really good runners there. They all ran, you know, around 15 minutes. Um, I think Triathlon Australia was there as well. Um, managed to scalp one or two of the female triathletes, which was pretty good. And, um, yeah, otherwise I think I finished about 11. Yeah. Right.
0: So uh, are the other park runners curious? Because it obviously looks different, race walking, the running. Do they come up and ask, you know, who are you? What are you doing? How do you do it so quickly?
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, um, I think I think what's been so great about um, having the Commonwealth Games in, in the Gold Coast was that it raised the profile of my event. Um, and a lot of people saw me and now they see me out training along Coronation Drive along Brisbane. They see me turning up to the Brisbane Road running. They ter- see me turning up to, well, park runs as well. And, you know, it's, it's really great that I'm getting this kind of profile that race walking isn't just you know, the, the kind of oddity sport, uh, the oddity event of track and field. It's it's something that anyone could do. You can do it out on the road. It's just as easy as going out and doing a park run. And in a lot of cases, it's a lot better for your body. Um, you know, all those people out there running with their um, busted up knees, hips or ankles, you know, race walking could be that alternative without the body impact of, you know, when you, when you run and you, you have a, a stride that's got some airtime, you land a lot heavier and race walking takes a lot of that out but it keeps your cardio and your fitness up so
1: how does one get into race walking i do appreciate that you've got a little bit of a family history with with the event um but that that can't be the only way that people sort of really get interested did you did you get into it because of family or did you just decide that you know race walkers have better looking bottoms than runners
2: (laughs) oh i wouldn't know about that i'd i'd say i'm our glutes are probably the same as a distance runner. Definitely not in the sprinting zone though. <laughs> but um, no, I I got into race walking when I was in high school. It was um, I was always one of those guys who I used to take the Mickey out of it when my dad was doing it and when he had his squad. You know, I'd i do the Kath and Kim hip roll and that was all good fun. But it was in, when I was sixteen, I was uh, I was at a school athletics meet and I was just finishing up. I'd i run just about every event under the sun, throwing jav jump some long jump all that and the school teacher came up and said that she's entered me in the 3k walk had to finish the event and if i managed to finish the school would get enough points to win the championship for the day so here i go i uh, laced myself up jump out onto the track and ready to do a 3k race walk that i've never ever tried in my life and i finished third out of three guys um i was actually six minutes behind so i got Absolutely hammered over a 3K. Win. Still
1: a podium. It still
2: counts. <laughs> still counts. Still podium. Yeah, but, you know, coming in third, got me to district level, so I went and raced there. And, uh, you know, um, I hadn't yet told dad about this yet because he was a dual Olympian in the race walk himself in, uh, back in the day. So I didn't want to tell him that I was race walking. I wanted to kind of train in secret on my own so that when I reached the regional level, I'd go up against his own athletes that he was coaching and I'd be able to give them a real surprise and see if I could give them a run for their money as well. Um, and yeah, and it all kind of snowballed from there. I guess I fell in love with it. And um, But anyone who's outside of the school system, if you're looking to get involved, you've just got to you know either reach out to myself or to your local um, Queensland race walking, New South Wales race walking, wherever you are in the country, there's definitely a club there for you. So yeah, get involved for sure. And someone will teach you the technique. And then once you learn, you can just go out to park runs.
0: A little known history about myself, Dane, is that I actually, in the under tens or something, I went to the states in Victoria and I did okay in the race walk, and I discovered it through little athletics.
2: Yeah, little athletics as well is a is a great um, platform for all athletics events. Um, yeah, especially the race walk. It, it's very competitive at that little athletics level. I can. Can safely say i i was totally rubbish when i was doing it back then
0: <laughs> one thing i do remember though you said it's uh, not as uh, it's better on the joints and the bones and all that when we go for a run but i remember as a kid it really hurt like i got really sore shins and um knees from the locking and or not locking um do you do you did you come across that when you started out
2: a hundred percent, and you'll and you go through phases of that when you start or when you're coming back to training. Um, whenever I have some downtime and I come back to it, it's always the small muscles, the ones that never really get used when we're running or we're just walking around normally. Um, this is the, the front of the shin, the anterior tibialis. That muscle there is basically a quarter of the size of the calf muscle, and that's what it's got to pull against every time you want to stride out in front of your body to lift your toes, straighten your knee, and make sure that you're doing the race walking technique, so you've got tiny little muscle groups that are doing a whole lot of work. And for a lot of people who've never done race walking before, they're muscles that they have never actually used in their life. So you know that's that's the big problem with this is that it can seem so daunting and so difficult to first pick it up. But um, yeah, it's 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 hundred percent way way better for your joints. I've um, got my hips, my knees. My ankles are really, really strong. I've never had any problems. It's just getting over that initial muscle soreness. But that's the same with running, same with anything else, jumping on a bike, swimming.
1: So you've run at Kedron. You did uh, the walking at Brightwater and smashed everybody when you were on the Sunshine Coast. Have you got plans to do some more walking um, at park runs just to sort of promote
2: it? Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's something I definitely – like to get involved with especially with uh, I've got a lot of time now back in Australia where I usually I'm traveling a lot so it kind of cuts me out of being able to do anything um, back home but now I've got a lot of good downtime I've got some good build-up for next year leading into the world championships of track and field um, that I'm I'm really excited to get involved with a bit more of the park running especially the the park running or the fun run events you know and and be out there race walking and showing people you know just just what I can do and um, maybe even get a few people involved in it, yeah. So I, I, I think this weekend we're actually planning to be out in New Farm Park Run um, on the Brisbane River. So if anyone wants to come on down and try their hand, I think I might be running this weekend. Um, I'll see what the other boys are up to, but I think that's what the plan is.
0: Dan, you're pretty young, and um, you're starting to get a bit of a profile in the Australian team. Um how how does how is that viewed with the greater australian public like can you i'm guessing you can walk down the street pretty um anonymously no one comes up to you but hopefully your profile is building
2: yeah i mean um i guess when you're in your day-to-day clothes yeah a lot of people probably unless they're involved in some kind of athletics or running wouldn't recognize me but um a lot of the school kids you know a, a lot of the school kids around brisbane they're all really really behind it um I did a lot of visits around to there just trying to get them kind of inspired by the whole Commonwealth Games that was coming up, get them involved in athletics or any sports. Um, I'll be doing the same thing leading up to the Olympic Games in Tokyo 2020. So, yeah, I think that's where a lot of like the fan base is, is those younger kids, those ones that we can really inspire and motivate to get involved with track and field or athletics or just running. But, yeah, I, I guess if I'm just walking down the street normally, no one would notice. But if I'm into my race walking uh, technique, going down Crow Drive or out for a train around uh, University of Queensland, then, yeah, definitely everyone, will, um, <laughs> definitely everyone will, can pick it straight away. And I'm usually one of the only race walkers out there in Brisbane going that quick, so it's pretty easy to tell.
1: <laughs> Do you ever just pull the race walking out when you're late for a meeting or something like that and you're just, like, trying to get through the crowds?
2: Oh, for sure. You can always do that for a little bit of fun, Um, you know, getting down the the shopping aisles pretty quickly. Um, I do it to my wife sometimes in the shopping centre. It's always fun just to leave her behind and (laughs) chuck a few strides in race walking and catch you later. I'll see you down at the other end.
1: Awesome. Now, I actually want to know a little bit more about the different distances because, um, you know, you can probably, I'm assuming, you can race walk at any normal fun run, but they might not have a separate, um, like, division for what you're doing. So, you'd be effectively participating against the runners. Um, But there's multiple distances as well. It's not all just short form or anything like that. What what do you feel most comfortable with, Dane?
2: Yeah, look um – 100%. 100%. I mean, I do a lot of fun run events um, throughout the year. I've done the Bridge to Brisbane a few times. I was actually a pace setter for the Bridge to Brisbane. I wore the 40-minute balloons and um, paced everyone around for that and finished 96th, I think. Um, so, you know, I, I really enjoy the 10K. Um, the 5K is really good. It's nice and short and quick, but the 10K is, you know, you get into a bit of a better stride and um, really get into a rhythm. But race walking go varies anywhere from a fifteen hundred meter all the way through to twenty and fifty k at the Olympic distance. Um, so that yeah, that's that's where I'm at at the moment is just racing that twenty k Olympic distance. Haven't looked to do the fifty k yet. I think um, that's still a job for a car.
0: <laughs> but yeah, fifty k. I imagine, would hurt those small muscles in the shins. So what, what's, what's next for you, Dane? What's next on your calendar? What are you aiming for?
2: Um, well, my calendar now is just, um, as I said, just in a little bit of downtime, having a bit of fun with some running and, um, yeah, just kind of taking it easy for a little while. And in the lead up for next year in the 2019 season, I've got a few altitude blocks. Um, we're looking to do a lot of heat acclimatization as our world championships next year are actually in Doha in Qatar so it is going to be seriously seriously warm there and um, we're looking at something like uh, I think they've put us scheduled for 11pm at night for the 20k walk along with the marathon as well Um, and we're still looking at around about 28 to 32 degrees.
1: 28 to 32 degrees yeah that's that's a decent temperature to participate in any kind of sport in my opinion so good luck with that.
2: Yeah, well, especially at midnight as well, it's going to be a little bit of a weird one with the, um, not just time zone difference, which you usually get when you race in overseas, but it's going to be time zone plus a midnight race, which is uh, totally weird, but should be very exciting.
1: Very bizarre. I'm sure it will be a wonderful adventure nonetheless. Dane, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast this week. We've enjoyed chatting to you and learning a bit more about racewalking. Uh, hope to see you at a park run. I'm based on the Sunshine Coast, so head up my way sometime soon and um, get some of your speed walking on around the courses up here and ruffle a few more feathers. I think it'll do everyone good.
2: Yeah, cheers. Well, thank you very much for having me on there. And, um, yeah, looking forward to get out to a few more park runs around the place, so keep an eye out. <laughs> cheers.
3: parkrun adventurers it's melissa here and this morning i'm coming to you from kahuna parkrun in northern victoria i think kahuna might be our most northern parkrun at the moment Um, and it's in farming territory and we've got the kahuna festival going this weekend and i've got with me cheryl hi cheryl hi mel
4: cheryl tell us why you are here at kahuna today dressed like a pirate well today I will be running my seventh C for the Pirate challenge. Um, I have completed six Cs already and Rosebud for my R. <laughs> and so today I become a pirate. Oh congratulations. thank you. we've got a, there's a group of people here with you. Yes, we are camping together. Um, And we celebrated Paul's birthday yesterday and we are going to run kahuna today and have a good time together. Yes, brilliant. Are you going to be spending a bit of time looking around the town? Definitely. It is a lot of fun here. The people are lovely and warm and friendly and the weather's not too bad today after yesterday's wind. And you're a bit of an adventurer. Yes, I am. How many... Okay, well, we start with how many park runs in total have you done? Um, I've done 201 park runs and 121 different events. And I'm yeah. tipping that you're maybe not a native Australian? <laughs> just... No, I come from South Africa. Big Bay was my home, but I've now moved here with my husband to Melbourne, and we are slowly moving our way around Victoria. Um, Today will be number 59 parkrun in Victoria. Okay, so an uber-tourist. Yes. Where did you do your first parkrun, Cheryl? Our very first parkrun was at Albert Melbourne. We were here on holiday and we were looking for something to run and there was a 5K. And we did it and I fell in love from the very first parkrun. And um, it's just been a really great experience since then. And now we are slowly exploring Victoria and a little bit of Australia. And the more we see, the more we love and so grateful to be here and just love meeting the people and our fellow tourists. They've just really made us feel so at home. Oh, that's great. Okay. Well, thank you for talking to me, Cheryl. Enjoy your park run. Thank you so much, Mel. And it's so good to be here with you too. Thank you. Okay,
3: I'm here now at the Bower Hotel for brunch, and I'm with Amy, who is the founding ED of Kahuna Parkrun. Hello, Amy. Hi. How are you going? I'm good. Um, you were the one that set up the Parkrun here in Kahuna. I did. Um, we're coming up to our second anniversary,
5: and we've had 101 events as of today, um, with a record of 82 people, which we made at our launch two years ago so (laughs) we're trying to get um break that record at some stage if anyone wants to come and help us do that that would be wonderful but yeah it's a it's a big number for such a small town Um, we average about sort of 30 um even over winter which um we're very sport oriented town we often have to travel up to two hours for football and netball so over winter um yeah even getting those numbers we've been really impressed with so you
3: would be you'd be classed as a like a rural town
5: farming, very rural farming yeah farming community um, and probably less than two thousand sort of people so to get that kind of support and to have such a good um, volunteer base um, it's been really really good for the town lots of tourists have been coming thank you and <laughs> um, yeah we just get lots of lots of varied people coming along um, and people. Come for lots of different reasons, so like that has been pirates. great. Absolutely, lots of <laughs> pirates. <laughs> I think you're our first pirates that have oh, been today, so okay. that's good. Um,
3: and describe the course for us.
5: The course is uh, well treated so nice and shady. It yeah. is a two big laps and a half lap. Took me six months to design this course <laughs> because it, we haven't got um, too many areas that are appropriate and, and follow the parkrun rules. So, uh, but we're really proud of it and. You know, there's lots of opportunities for high fives, which I think is nice. To, there uh, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's To really cross good. paths with people along the way and get to say hi and always have marshals out there.
3: What's the waterway that's...
5: The waterway that is go. the Gumbower Creek. Oh. So it comes off the Murray River and then goes back onto the Murray River um, down at Kundal. And actually on the other side is the what's called the Gumbower Island, and that's the biggest inland island in, I think, the southern hemisphere, oh. actually. So, and it's a very historic um, sort of... Place out there, and it's yeah, very interesting place when you
3: start looking into it. Now, I uh, know Kahuna's got a big festival on, we, my husband was actually here. Um, a while ago, and um, and you said to him, "Come back in November." We've got our <laughs> thank you for listening.
5: Yeah, we've got the Big Kahuna Festival. It's an annual event on the Cup Weekend, and it's just growing every year. It just started out with sort of like the school fair on the Saturday, and now we've just added all these different events. We had um, a food festival last night. We have um, yeah, the school fair still happens. Park Run, Big Breakfast. Um, people open up their farms. We've got lots of interesting little farms, not just dairy farms, but we've got a um, mini goats and goat soap farm and mini miniature pigs and yeah lots of different farms will open up their gates so I'm a, even as a local going to that because they're running businesses so you don't mm-hmm. just get to go and have a look at someone's farm even if you're a local mm-hmm. so I got in quick because I missed out last year it sold out and you get to go and have a look at you know the farms operating so and I know there's
3: some photography um some yeah. sort of photography photography
5: thing. workshops yeah. one of our locals he owns the goat farm um he's also a farrier does lots of things in the community and yeah he's a um, very avid photographer but also he loves using his iPhone for photography and he's just started a little niche sort of running courses with that teaching people how to use their iPhones mm. for amazing photograph types of photography so I think that's booked out he's always very popular yeah
3: yeah mm. Dawn wanted to go but it's booked
5: out yeah and the duck derby duck derby that's just <laughs> a tradition of yeah fundraiser and, and lots of fun and the, um, recently started up the kahuna farmers and makers market which is on monthly yep. but they're having an extra one to coincide with the Big Kahuna festival um, and yeah that's become really popular and really focal point of the town once a month now so
3: yeah. I think that's the great thing about parkrun tourism you, you, you pick um, a, a place where you've never been before and, and, and they got like a festival today yeah, and yeah. you can come and really get to know what the community's about absolutely and, um, yeah see Victoria or see yeah. Australia or see yeah. the world. That's right, even and,
5: if they're little towns they have hmm. a lot to offer um, and you know if you look at Kahuna on the map of Victoria it might not look that special but you get here and it's absolutely beautiful, hmm. lovely people hmm. and yeah, plenty, plenty to do especially on a weekend that has lots of events on.
3: And how did you come to know about Parkrun?
5: I can't actually really remember. I think <laughs> I signed up. We were going on a trip to Tasmania, and I Googled what is there to do in, Tas- in Launceston on a Saturday, which was when we were going to be there, and it said park run. And so I signed up, and we didn't end up going, because even though it was January, it was like five degrees, and I couldn't <laughs> convince my family to leave the cabin that early to go to it. So we actually signed up and then, and then um, never did it, and eventually I thought... Um, I went to the Bendigo one and mm. just checked it out. And I thought, yeah, this is good. We need this in Kahuna. It'd be really good for our town. And, yeah, there was no park runs pretty much north of Bendigo mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. So... Because um, you launched yeah. before Echuca. We launched before Echuca, yes. Yeah. So um, that was, you know, I did it really for selfish reasons because I wanted to <laughs> see it in the town. But it's been so much more than what i imagined oh, actually that's, that's wonderful well yeah. thank you for starting park running Co- yeah, no worries thanks for coming oh and thanks for talking to me today <laughs> no worries thank okay,
3: you
6: bye howdy parkrunners it's toc reporting in for the channel 5 news crew I'm down at the lovely Coonwurra, one of my favourite courses. I'm here with the lovely Eb, the event director for Cooney. It's the uh, first anniversary today, Eb, and we've had a really big day.
7: It is, talk. We're so happy to be celebrating our first birthday at Coonwara, Um, One year on, and I think I talked about hoogar um, at the, at our last interview, um, and I think the hoogar, that sense of community and wellness and warmth, I think we've created it. It's even bigger and better, and I think it's broadened so much
6: in in the space of twelve months. I think it has, Evan. Have you look around at your volunteer base? You've built up a really good team around you. There's just great numbers of people wanting to put their hand up to help, and just. I said, you know, the course is lovely. Everything really works well. Your numbers today, they were pretty big again.
7: Yeah, 163 this morning, Toc. Uh, um, and that's, you know, awesome numbers. It's a little bit overcast here at Coonwara, um for a spring day. We might have been hope, hoping for a bit more sunshine. Um, but, Toc, we've averaged about 90 per week. So for a population of Coonwara that's got a bit over 300, um, awesome numbers. It takes in, you know, more than just Coonwara. Worry Township, it's Gatha Curranburra, Lock. We've got people that travel up to an hour just to get to Parkrun. So some really good things happening.
6: And some really good numbers of tourists today. You had a big contingent across from Inverloch. You had a big contingent of the Pakenham Roadrunners here today. Yeah,
7: thank and you to all the Inverloch people coming out. I wonder how many they got at Inverloch today.
6: And we had some um, some special guests today. We had Brendan Peel and Michelle and you had all the Baldwin family here today as well with Dan's flown all the way over from Western Australia, so a big day.
7: Absolutely, it's good to see everyone turn out and even for the Pakenham people, you know, they make the trip down and um, not only all the celebrities, uh, um, but we had our special K-themed dress-up day. So there was some Kath and Kims and Kermit the Frogs and Kites and um, Kings, Uh, it was a really good day.
6: Yeah, when you announced that it was a K theme, I, I really had some doubts because K seemed to be so hard, but. Um it was really well embraced okay. by everyone out on the course day. There were just so many people out there in costume. It was oh. a great day.
7: Toc, you haven't done too bad in your koala <laughs> outfit. I like it. I did say that there's two types of people in this world, people that spend weeks and weeks preparing outfits and then people that wake up on the morning and open up their <laughs> wardrobe, and that's what I've done. Um, people have just realised that I'm decked head to toe in the colour car key. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, car key starts with a K, so you're right on point with it, your theme. It does. Even the ribbon in the hair's got the car key. Ah, in it. you've
7: noticed someone <laughs> that's noticed the ribbon.
6: All <laughs> <laughs> right, everyone. Well, look, it's been a fantastic year at Cooney. We're looking forward to going onwards and upwards. Yeah, and, uh, well
7: to, done. Here's to another year or plus, uh, Thank you, Toc.
0: Cheers. Nice work, Melissa. Who is at Kahuna and Toc? At the Coonawarra anniversary. So, two Victorian roving reporters at Victorian Park Runs. Once again, the great estate representing, carrying the rest of the team. But uh, Ebony raised a good point there, Mel. There are two types of people in this world. One thing that jumped out from Doc's interview there are two types of people in this world. Those that plan weeks in advance their costumes. That would be you, correct?
1: That, yeah, yeah, usually.
0: And then others that wake up on the morning or plan the night before, that's generally me.
1: <laughs> well, there you go, the chalk and the cheese.
0: Yeah, we're always providing the black and the white, the yin and the yan of the parkrun world. Hey, but it leads to so what are we gonna do now, Mel? Like what are we gonna do? They said no to the hotline. We um Wrapped Club it up Corner last was week. just Yeah, Club Corner was just too much work. Uh, what else did we used to do in the end bit here? We've had some ideas.
1: Poem zone. how? Poem zone.
0: Oh, I love the poem zone. How,
1: how's that rating in the Pearl illustration these days?
0: Yeah, let's let's move on. <laughs> move on. Well, can, the poem zone's not coming back. Okay. Much to my disappointment.
1: Okay, well, I don't know. You- I liked
0: what we did last week.
1: <sighs> what did we do last week? You'll have to remind me.
0: Go, you, I gave top three wish lists, top three backgrounds we want to get to.
1: Oh, but that was just kind of inadvertent. We didn't mean well. We did mean to do it, but we didn't, we didn't, um, we didn't plan it as a thing. So, do you want to do a top three then, Scotty?
0: I think so. I think the outro should be all about top threes now,
1: because we know how much everyone loves top threes and rating yeah. things and scoring things. Hey, Danny.
0: Yep. <laughs> but what we want you to do, we want you to interact with us. So we share our top threes, and then you give us your top threes through whatever medium you wish. You can write us a letter. You can put it in poem form. You can just comment on a Facebook post or tweet us. I'm all over Twitter these days.
1: Yeah, I saw you were on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's tweeting
0: here and there. I really want to tweet about non-Park Run stuff, but I've got, I've got to build up the courage to do
1: that. Oh, okay. To, ha- to have an identity outside of Park Run. Yeah.
0: Oh. yeah.
1: Meet the real Scott Trickett.
0: So can I can I lead us off here with um, something? And I, and I didn't mention it in... in my recap of my visit to Point Cook. But one thing I did on Saturday is, now I'm going to sound a bit corporate and I'm not, this is just a genuine parkrun experience for me that I was, that I really enjoyed. So the Athletes Foot, who are our national partner, are visiting parkruns around the country at the moment and they're doing wear testing. So do you know what wear testing is, Mel?
1: I do because um, I'm in the know, but you might want to explain it to the people who won't know. <laughs>
0: So, like walk two meters up and two meters back. And then you that, that's got to determine your opinion whether these shoes can run for 800 kilometers and support you and do everything that you need out of a pair of shoes, which is ridiculous. And even the idea there are some fancy running shoe stores that get you to go on a treadmill. But really, you just, how, how many people actually run on a treadmill? And even then, you only run for maybe a minute at a time. And we're supposed to analyze everything. This way, you get to run 5K the pair of shoes and I did and I tried on a really expensive pair of shoes that I would never want to buy because they're really expensive and I would want to know if they could work if I was going to spend that much amount of money so I tried on some on clouds okay and it was great but what I did notice is that not many people were going up to the guys at the athlete's foot they had all these shoes but I think it was that. Oh, we're a bit unsure. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what a wear test is. Can we just go and pick a pair of shoes and and wear them? Um, so I'm I'm saying to all our parkrun adventurers: if you see the athlete's foot at a parkrun and they've got shoes out, put them on. Try them out for one week only. Try on a different pair of shoes.
1: Okay, I did what, it. What I want, want to know it, is what happens to the shoes that have been run in for like five kilometres? Yeah. Like does it? Th- <laughs> Is somebody buying those well, was, without knowing that some, well, some no, dude sweated so. through his socks into those shoes for 5K?
0: Well, as you know, Mel, I don't sweat. So it wouldn't <laughs> have been a problem with my shoes. But I did think that too because they weren't brand new. They weren't out of they the box. They get
1: sold as X-Demo models like they do with cars uh, at discounted prices.
0: No, I, didn't, I don't want to know the answer to that. <laughs> but I, well, well, I'm not buying X-Demo running shoes. <laughs> so if you do, that's that's a life choice you're making. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) But you're getting away from it. So that's one thing that um, if you haven't done it at Parkrun, I implore you to do it. Should I give you two more to round out my top three? Please do. Okay. I reckon everyone should do a warm-up at Junior Parkrun. So there's not too many volunteer roles that I haven't done. In fact, I don't – well, there are probably some really weird ones. Um, But I've done all the stock standard. But when we launched Juniors, we introduced this warm-up roll. And it's awesome. It's lots of fun. It's over and done in like a minute. If you want it to be, you could stretch it out for 10. But the kids genuinely like it. And I was surprised. I thought it was just going to, we're ticking boxes here. We're doing it to get the kids warmed up, blah, blah, blah. But no, the kids really enjoy the warm up. And I enjoy it. So there's a lot of give and take.
1: Do you enjoy it? Because you just get to be like a big kid doing silly things to make them laugh and stuff?
0: (sighs) Oh, well. That's not really my personality. Okay. Like I do like to have fun, but I don't need that in my life. But <laughs> what I do need. <laughs> but I, I did really enjoy it. Uh, so I, it's kind of it's really easy to entertain and put smiles on kids' faces by doing the warm-up. Okay. And that's that's a nice feeling. Very selfishly, that's a nice feeling. Okay. And one more. Have I got another one? Have I got another one? Yeah. Um. Here's another one. Now you don't have to do this. Only do this if you can. Um. So I'm not saying that this is a list that I'm going to give you a medal if you complete. These, these aren't
1: challenges, off. exactly. Yeah. But yeah.
0: These are just. Scott and Mel's ideas about what you can try at parkrun. Mine is I really love, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, I love it when it's just me and Kasha doing the parkrun. And usually when we're just walking, so we spend an hour together. So it's one-on-one time with your kid. Now, whether that's your kid, whether that's your your niece, your nephew, uh, whatever it is, whether you've got four kids and you just want to take one of your kids around parkrun one week. So it's just one-on-one time because they're forced to talk to you. And once they get into an age bracket,
2: that my daughter's
0: in, uh, we don't have a lot of, you know, sit down and have deep, meaningful conversations at this age. But on the park run, they're forced to. And once they start talking, they can't stop. And it's just awesome. So I recommend that one-on-one park run with a kid.
1: Okay, that's a good one. I like that because, yeah, there are definitely different experiences. However, I would reiterate, don't just just grab some random child, you know. No. Probably better that you already have some sort of relationship with that child first.
0: Yeah, so you'll get there in a few more years. You've got to wait a few more years for Wes. I mean he's not talking yet, is he?
1: Uh he no well, this week he learnt to say Achu, okay. which is quite cute because it's the first two-syllable thing that he says. He's learnt it from one of his books, The Very Cranky Bear. And so that the line actually goes, Achoo, I'm allergic to trees. So Wes goes, Achu, da because <laughs> he doesn't know how to say the rest of the words, but the "atu" yeah. part is ridiculously cute. So he now knows how to say "atu," "sa" for sun and "car." Those are the extent of his vocabulary. I'm doing a good job.
0: Where's his age? Not not the right age for that um, exercise. That task.
1: No. Okay.
0: Have you got top three? Top three? What are we calling it? Top three things to try at parkrun, or top three things I've never done at parkrun? Something like that.
1: Yeah. Well. Um. Well, no, you've done the warm up leading and stuff before, so it's just yeah, top three things we would recommend others would try, I guess. Um, well, the obvious one, and and let's go back to Ebony's um, little comment about the two different types of people are fancy dress for me. I think everybody who's never tried to run a five kilometre or walk a five kilometre park run in fancy dress should do so. That's um. That's one of the must-have experiences of a parkrun journey in my opinion.
0: So sell it to me, Mel. Sell it to me. So I reckon everyone who's listening who has wanted to would have done it already. So you're talking to those that don't want to do it. So tell us why we should.
1: Because, well, as a starting point, I guess the people who haven't done it haven't done so because they don't feel comfortable. Um, it's outside of their comfort zone. So for that reason alone you know, challenging yourself to do something that's not you, that isn't what you would normally do, um, it can be really exciting and it can be really uh, satisfying and enjoyable after you've done it to sort of push yourself beyond the normal limits of what you would do. Um, And then secondly, it can be very liberating to be in fancy dress, depending on the style of fancy dress. You know, the amount of joy that you would bring to other people, especially if it's just a random weekend, it doesn't have to be an anniversary, it doesn't have to be Halloween or Christmas or any other excuse that people come up with for dressing up. Just show up at random in an outfit. You will get more cheers on the course, more high fives, more people yelling out to you and encouragement than you ever would would have expected and certainly than you would have got not in fancy dress and you will put smiles on faces of people that aren't with parkrun just other randoms out on the course who'll be like there was some nutter today going for a walk or running around in a spider-man outfit i have no idea why but you know it brightened my morning because that was an experience they had so it's it's less about the person who's getting dressed up and more about the impact they'll have on others
0: can I give you a pro tip for those who are on the fence or they're worried about people looking at them? Wear the mask. Yes. If you've got the Spider-Man outfit, put the mask over your head so they don't know who it is.
1: Exactly. That's where the liberating part comes in because you can take on a whole other persona and you can be silly or weird or funny and almost no repercussions because people don't necessarily know who you were.
0: Okay, that's good. I still reckon there's there's guys out there. It's mainly guys who are shaking their heads and going, no, never. <laughs> But if I we, get one we, person
1: to try fancy dress at Parkrun who never person. has before, my mission is complete. Um, okay,
0: for those miserable old blokes, uh, move on to the next one.
1: <laughs> um, okay, the next one. This this is a little bit of something that I like to try to do from time to time. Negative splits, so you don't have to race the entire run. You don't have to like be going all out, killing yourself to get a PB but i always enjoy getting negative splits because there's something really satisfying about speak like every kilometer being faster than the one before getting it faster. yeah
0: yeah it's, so it's good i did it on saturday my 4k's were all negative split
1: yeah i on my freedom run i thought i had done it and i rechecked it when i i looked at it later and i hadn't because i'd gone out too fast in the first kilometer so that's my pro tip Don't go out too fast in the first K. Just take it easy and then slowly start to ramp it up because – Yeah. Yeah.
0: Start at the back. Start at the back of the crowd because that will naturally slow you down. Yes. So your first K is way off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's – yeah, it is just – I don't know what it is, whether or not it's just like, yeah, I felt powerful by the end kind of thing because I, I pushed it harder and harder as I went along when I guess technically your body should be getting more fatigued, yet you were going faster. So, yeah, it, it might be some sort of, um, I don't know, mental thing about – I'm not using my words very well here. <laughs> Help me out here, Scotty.
0: Okay. Hey, let's move on to the next one because I, can I guess it?
1: You can try.
0: I reckon you want to try race walking a park run. No, though. I mean,
1: <sighs> well, no. That'd be cool. I, w- I would like to try w- race walking. Me personally, however, I it's not something I'd recommend to other people because I've never done it before, so okay. I, I can't very well sort of say you should definitely do this because your life will be changed forever. Um, I, but personally, I yes, would like. That's a bonus one. I, like, <laughs> I would like to try race walking after our our chat with Dane. Um, if just because i think it's the same thing for the fancy dress people watching me race walk would bring a lot of people joy because it would be hilarious <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly so gives you gives us you the third one then
1: um, well, no, before we move on from the race walking, I, w- <laughs> I would like to put a challenge out there that anyone who wants to get video footage of themselves trying to race walk, send it in to us because I want to see that. I want to see um, people's uh, techniques based on um, yeah. Dane's explanation of what it's supposed to look like. Um, I'll do it. Yeah, I think
0: I – I was serious. I, I was good as a junior. I've got medals. <laughs> I've got trophies. Trophies in amongst my other trophies like, and they're, walk, they're race maybe walking Maybe we trophy. should have oh, – so yeah, it. let's
1: have a race walking competition where everybody who sends it, we'll have to have a prize. We'll get a prize. Do we have any more watches, Scotty? How many watches <laughs> have we got to give away for Pelestration? Maybe we can divert one to race walking or something.
0: No, but we could give away that first pair of leg warmers, <gasps> that first excess pair of leg warmers. <laughs> yeah.
1: We could – that might actually force me to knit or it might at least force me to ask my nana to knit on my behalf.
0: You told me you were doing it. Yeah,
1: but it's work in progress. What I mean – For your nana? (laughs) No, 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 no. I might get my nana to – she might be on the production line. We'll see. She's got to finish off a scarf for my nephew first. And she's dragging the heels on that one. Um –
0: well, I feel like we're dragging the heels on your third one, Mel. You're just trying to think of it on the spot. <laughs>
1: no, I was mulling through them while while you were bringing yours up. Okay, I do have my my third one, and it might be a bit of an obvious one, which is why I was surprised you didn't guess it. Um, volunteering in something that scares you. Oh. So this is.
0: Uh, that was a bit like mine.
1: Well, yeah, maybe, but it's not. It's not the same because everybody has different things that scare them. For a lot of people, it's the stopwatch. And no I don't get no, that. No, I don't get that either. It's, I think my my second or third most favorite role that, or at least the one I've done the most after run directing. Um,
0: yeah, like I get the people are scared of it because they're going to stuff up the results for everybody. So I get that.
1: But you know what?
0: But you don't. No. In my like how many times the percentage of it's been stuffed up is minute.
1: And in my experience, what gets stuffed up more frequently is handing out tokens. Which is just bizarre because they're numbers yep. and they go in numerical order. So how <laughs> do you stuff that up? But there are some creative volunteers out there and they manage to do it. And, you know, they do the best they can. But that scares some people too. Finish tokens. Like they, they the pressure when you've got five or ten people crossing the line trying to make sure they get their tokens in order. I do understand high-pressurizing. But also fun. There's adrenaline involved. It's the scary stuff, you know, when people do the scary stuff that they don't feel comfortable doing, those are the more satisfying things. Like afterwards yeah. where you can go, yep, I, I did awesome at that. I kicked that job's ass.
0: Yeah, so I like it. So that's the job I avoid the most, but I'm not scared of it. But It's the one that I probably dread doing the most. So you're saying challenge people to take on their their most face their yeah, fears. Yeah, their
1: most feared volunteer role. Their volunteering
0: fears. Okay, so what's yours? Um,
1: oh, I don't know. I'm not really scared of any of the roles. Um, what what roles are there? Maybe lead bike.
0: Lead bike. I was going to say just because I bike. probably am not. What about a twenty minute pacer? Yeah. how'd you go with that?
1: <laughs> well, I've only paced once, and I think it was fifty minutes. I did a good job though. I got four yeah. people their first sub fifty minute park run. Um. Yeah, I think lead bike would probably be the one I'd be most concerned about only because I'd be worried that I didn't go fast enough to beat the (laughs) lead runners. Um, Well, as, you know,
0: Dane's doing it in 15 minutes. Exactly. That's moving. I don't
1: think I can ride a three-minute kilometre. I'm pretty sure I can't ride that fast.
0: Um, Don't go to to New Farm on the weekend.
1: No. Oh, and then the other thing would be like – because I don't, there are no lead bikes on the Sunshine Coast and those are the courses I'm most familiar with. So I would have to do it somewhere that I'm not super familiar with and I would probably ride the wrong way. <laughs> and I would lead some poor adventurers who are also there for the first time, but running a really good time, I would lead them astray.
0: Yeah, well, because in, in when I do a first-timers brief, I sort of say, is anyone here going to run sub-17 and nobody ever puts up their hand? And I said, okay, just follow everyone else and you won't get lost.
1: Yeah, but do you think there's ever those people, that are just like oh, I'm not going to show boat about. Yeah, I'm going to run a sub seventeen.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm. Anyway, no one's ever got lost at Parker and I've been at.
1: So I like this. We should do top top three things next week as well. Top three, some something else.
0: Now, because we've introduced the top three, the old uh, calendar's been bumped right to the end of the podcast. So I wonder if there's people that listen to our podcast every week religiously, wanting to know where new events are coming and where the anniversaries are.
1: Possibly. But I know um, I'm actually heading to the only launch we've got on our list this week, Scotty.
0: That would be at Victory Heights Trail Park Run in Queensland. It
1: would, and I'm very excited. More for the community and the event director than for myself. Like, I've I've done a freedom run of the course before, so I know what's in store in terms of the course, and it's brilliant. But I also know that this event has been 21 months in the making. That is a long time for a prospect and for a single event director to maintain momentum and positivity and you know get this happening for his community. So Jody Fisher, you're an absolute legend. It hasn't launched yet, but it will and it's going to be brilliant.
0: Well done, Jody. And I noticed that this was due to launch a couple of weeks ago and we bumped it. So he's like, he got so close. He
1: did. And then (laughs) then
0: we said, no, can you wait a couple more weeks? Well, no,
1: we had this fucking weather that destroyed big sections of the course. So they had to get Earthworks guys to come out because it's a trail event. Uh, And and yeah, we had such awful weather in Queensland about a month ago. Um, And yeah, it just totally slammed the course and they had to rebuild sections. So... That's why it was dangerous. The whole trail network in that park got closed to the public. Um, So we're very lucky that they were able to move on it so fast and fix the bits up that needed fixing. But, yes, it got so close and then it got delayed again. Poor Jodie. So um, I think it's going to be a very sweet morning on Saturday.
0: Okay. Great. Lucky you. You get to go to that. I wish I was going to Broken Hill on the weekend because it's in my top three wish list, but they're also celebrating their anniversary this week.
1: They are, as are Diamond Creek in Victoria, another one that's close to you, Scotty.
0: Yes, closest parkrun to my home. And uh, probably the parkrun that's furthest from my home is Geograph Bay, and that's how many years old will Geograph Bay be? Two, three, four?
1: Uh, it's got to be at least four, four or five, surely. Yeah. That's one, that's Maddie Trent's old local, so it's been around for a while. Trend.
0: Uh, Launceston in Tasmania and the Nepean River in New South Wales. I stole all the events this week, Mel. Well,
1: not all of them, but that's okay, Scotty.
0: Gave you Diamond Creek.
1: Yes. Happy anniversary to all those events.
0: And that uh, concludes another episode of the Parker and Adventurers. We would love to continue on for another 40 40 minutes.
1: But we run out of things to say.
0: We do. And I've got to go do some stuff. (laughs) Like pick up my daughter. (laughs) Have you seen the time, Mel? Yes. (laughs) I just did. Let's go. Okay. Um, Thanks again. Speak to you next week. Cheers.